Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's go. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Jay Rich, I didn't bring you in the building yet. I got to introduce you properly. Good people. It is Wednesday, January the 15th. June, June, June 15th, 2022. Y'all decided to wake up. You see, I'm still waking up with myself, with Ray G. And for that, I appreciate you. Shout out to the sponsors. Prize picks below. Use the promo code Wake Up. We've been on a heater. NBA Finals, you've been betting with us. You've been winning some money. Use the promo code Wake Up. 100% deposit match up to $100 for first time depositors. Make sure you tap in over there on Prize Picks. We'll be going over some NFL running back futures on Friday, which. Will be quite interesting to see where the uh, the Vegas odds makers have some of these running backs projected to finish this upcoming football season. Uh, who we got in the building? I see my boy Ev in the building, Marlon, J. Pete. What's going on? James in the building, Fizzle Dollars, my girl Joe, the ACT Queen, Lindsey Mack in the building. Got Heath in the building, Jorgen from Germany. Shout out to you. It's his lunchtime over there in Germany. What's going down, Jorgen? Dynasty Barry, Ty in the building. Uh, Rojo Fish, it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good day. Uh, good morning. Gretchen was in here early. Matt Bruning in the building. Patrick Price, good to see y'all. Uh, there was a there was a um, a comment a few minutes ago. I think it was Marlon that said, uh, he's talking about, uh, oh, here it is right here. <clears throat> he said, is there a dead period for y'all dynasty leagues too? I've been trying to get some trades going in my leagues, but nothing shaking. Yeah, man, this is... um. This is the final calm before like the storm happens, right? We're almost in July. Training camps are almost underway. And once training camps start to roll around, then we're kind of officially like really, really back to football season. So be patient, man. Enjoy. Enjoy the last couple of dead periods in the football season and shit. Even now, people are going crazy over David Bell not dropping a pass and seven on sevens and, and all kinds of crazy things. So just be patient. You got a little bit of time. Um, so enjoy the downtime right now before the frenzy gets back in here. It'll be interesting, right? Like we are degenerates. If you're watching this show, if you're tapped in uh, Monday, Wednesday and Friday and everything else we're doing, like we are hardcore in it. But a lot of people still dynasty like it's a redraft league. So the casuals will come back as we get closer to training camp in the preseason. Uh, so enjoy it right now, man. But um, Jay Rich, how you doing this morning, my friend? I had you on the screen early, but let's bring you in properly. Got to Got to get you in properly, baby. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, I've been uh, I've been tapped into this Terry McLaurin news mm. recently. You know, there's so many reports swirling around about him. Um, obviously, you know, we've talked about this a couple times deep into our auction league, uh, the Heisman auction league that we're doing right now. It's been uh, it's been a doozy, but I'm finally winning some bids, so I'm feeling good. And I think I don't know if you saw this, but I think it was Adam Koffler from Fantasy Pros was uh, talking about how, talking about Miles Sanders and Devin Singletary. He's like, oh, yeah. you know, if you're in on Miles Sanders and Devin Singletary, don't be. 
And I literally just put in two bids for both of those players, like not even an hour before that. And I just, I just had to send the screenshot and just comment pain. Yeah, so man. it's just it's been going through with the past few days, but it's been it's been good, man. I hope you've been good too. How are you enjoying? So for everybody out there, we've kind of talked about this big league that we're uh, we put together. How are you enjoying this startup auction? And we were having a, a chat last night with some of the patrons, Jay. Um, I, I think that in a dynasty startup, if if it's a competitive league, man, the only way to do a dynasty startup is auction, man. Like everybody should have a fair shot at any player you want. Snake mm-hmm. dra- like the more it goes on, man. I just have zero interest in a snake startup draft, man. And if it is, if it is snake, it's got to be third round reversal. But man, auction is just the superior way to go, bro. Yeah, I mean, it it just the skill and and not I, w- I would say skill, but the also the attentiveness to detail and not overbidding and budget allocation. Like, there's so many different things that go into an auction. And, you know, now we've done multiple auctions together and and with some other people, you know, you see strategies start to form. How do people build their teams? How do they like to build their rosters? Right. And there's just so much that goes into it. But, yeah, I would definitely encourage anybody listening, anybody who's out there right now. If you're doing a startup, you've never done an auction, you have to try it. Um, There's a lot more that goes into it, a lot more thought and and detailed orientation or detail orientation, especially in ours, where you have your cap and you're bidding on multiple players at once, not just one at a time like they do in some formats. It's it's insane, but it's a ton of fun. And the way that money flies around there, like we had Trevor Lawrence on the on the clock for what, like four days? Four days. And every day after he was about yeah. to go up, someone would yeah. bid him up again. You're like, oh my God. And then that money gets spread around and the cascading effects. It's been uh insane it's to see all very this. Hit the nail on the head, though. It's the strategy, right? Like in, in a snake draft, there's really I mean, there's a strategy there, but there's you one strategy though. Like the right. Talk to the people even just a little bit. Like for me, my strategy has changed 10 to 20 times through this startup because you can't just walk in with one strategy. No, nope. you can't just nope. kind of have your, your short list of players. You have to constantly morph because if you don't have, if you don't get a bid that you put in, let's say you want to put in a bid for me, it was Jalen Hurts. If I didn't get Jalen Hurts, my strategy completely shifts. This is a 14 team super flex league. If you don't get the QB you're targeting, your entire strategy has to shift, right? So it's crazy to see all these various things. But like you said, in a standard league, you know, you kind of know who you're going to take. You know, even when we do these mock drafts, yeah, we kind of know who we're going to take. It's 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 playing it's playing Madden on 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 pro. It's it's playing yeah. Madden on pro. I don't care how sharp you are, you know what players are going to be in certain positions, right? That's why ADP yeah. is out there. You got tr- you got a bunch of mocks. You know, in the second round. It's going to be Trey Lance and third round. You have a shot at Jalen Hurts at the top of the third. It's truly the luck of wherever the randomizer puts you at, right? And if you're yeah. at the top, you know, you're going to get one of the top quarterbacks. In an auction, like if if you – here's what I'm going to say. And some of y'all may not like it, but damn it, until you do it, this is this is where I stand. If you – have if you failed to even try an auction, I think you're I think you're playing Dynasty on Pro, like not even All Pro, and you're damn sure not doing it on All Madden because everybody has a fair shot at any player, man. It's the superior way to do a startup. If if you think you're good, if you think you're good at Dynasty, I can build a team. I can do this. Join an auction, twenty four hour yep. clock, sixteen hour clock. Join an auction and be in there in fourteen with with fourteen or thirteen other league mates. And it's super flex. And you got to make decisions based on your budget. You got to be fluid throughout the process. 
telling you right now, this is, to me, this is a test of skill because it requires patience. It requires discipline. It requires a lot of different things, unlike your draft slot out of the 108, where you kind of know who's going to be there already. You kind of know. Yeah. And it's just picking between one of three players, one of four players. Uh, we'll see, though, man. We'll see. We'll see. I'm out there playing Madden on pro, man. Get up there to all Madden shit, Jay. But what we got going down, baby? What's in the news? Who's in the news? What's going on? Minicamp, David Bell hadn't dropped the pass in seven on sevens. What we got, Jay? I didn't even talk about David Bell, but first, you know, the biggest one for me, and I think for fantasy people overall, is Terry McLaurin holding out of minicamp. You know, we talked about how at OTAs he was expected to be there, but then when it came to minicamp, we're kind of like, ah, oh, we don't know. And then it was reported a few days ago that he's not actually going to show up. You know, he's hoping for that contract extension. There's talks about him potentially being traded. A lot of people are speculating the Packers. And then, Ray, I don't know if you saw this. We actually had a heated debate about this. There's been rumors of him potentially going to the to the Colts as well. So you may be having Matt Ryan, Michael Pittman, Terry McLaurin. And I don't know about you, but who would be your alpha for the Colts if you had Michael Pittman and Terry McLaurin on the same roster? Oof. If you allow me to push you on the spot real quick. Oh man. Um I don't know. I, I think they I think it'd be I I think it would be I don't know. I don't know. Probably Terry. So McLaurin. for me, prob- for prob- me, it would be Pittman still. Okay. But I think that Terry McLaurin could give him a run for his money. And part of that is the offense and being in the system, right? I think that while that would be a really good offense, I think they probably eat into each other, but I would probably bet on Pittman to be the alpha because he's been there. He understands the offense a little bit better. But yeah, so I want to talk to you about that. And then obviously the Green Bay side of it, Aaron Rodgers needs a wide receiver. Terry McLaurin's on an expiring contract. Maybe the Green Bay Packers want to make that move overall. And on top of that, um, going forward, Lamar Jackson is attending minicamp. So that's good. You know, Marlon Humphrey kind of broke that news a few days ago. And then, as I don't know if you saw this, but the Cardinals are expected to make a deal with Kyler Murray to make him the highest paid player in franchise history. That's supposed to come very soon. Um, what is it? Cliff Kingsbury was talking about that. He was asked about it a little bit. And he was saying that hopefully it gets done soon. He obviously wants it done before training camp because then Kyler will actually show up. Melvin Gordon also said yeah. he wants to survive for the starting running back position in Denver. I don't know how much I believe that, but I guess we'll see. And then as well, I don't know if you saw Richard Sherman is headed to the booth for Amazon. He's going to be part of the Thursday Night Football crew. But he did say that he wouldn't rule out coming back if a team really needed him. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that I thought was really interesting was Mike McCarthy said he's going to have more designed runs for Dak Prescott this season. How do you feel about your quarterback running more knowing that he's had that ankle surgery? Um, uh, not particularly good because every time he was tackled yeah. last year, I would just hold my damn breath, you know? And, you know, a yeah. lot of times when the quarterbacks are doing these design runs they are tackled from behind. Right. And anytime you get a player that's grabbed up around the shoulders and they're pulled down, your initial thought is to look down at the legs. So, um, you know, from a fantasy perspective, hell yeah, we like it. Right. If Dak Prescott is running more. Yeah getting us some more fantasy because he didn't run at all. He didn't run at all last year. You could tell. No, he really didn't McCarthy actually that. talked about that saying that like they took those plays out of the playbook. They weren't doing design runs. They weren't doing movement plays like rollouts. So that apparently has been re-added back to the playbook and they're going to do it a little bit more now that Dak has his off season. He's fully healthy. And that was something he talked about as well. You know, having that full off season, being healthy has been very beneficial for him. And then Dalton Schultz is also going to be attending minicamp this week, which was surprising, you know, because he is looking for that extension as well. Um, and then the biggest piece of news, I think, for fantasy in some respect 
is the Browns and Panthers are reportedly in heavy discussions about Baker Mayfield. Mm. And that the trade is basically done, mm. but there there's talks about whether or not how much money is going to be retained by the Browns and how much is going to be taken on by the Panthers. It's just really salary cap stuff. But how would you feel about Baker Mayfield on the Carolina Panthers? He went for what? $49? burning in the auction. And uh, that would be a pretty good landing spot. Like you talk about instant upgrade for DJ Moore, probably. And that offense as a whole, Christian McCaffrey would be great. I think Baker in that offense would be pretty good. How do you feel about it? Yeah, he's he's better than Sam Darnold. I'll tell you that right now. He's he's better than Sam Darnold. I've I've maintained that I don't believe that the Carolina Panthers could roll into the season and sell. We're going to do our best to compete with Sam Darnold. Like I just don't believe it. Um, you know, Baker didn't play well last year. There's no there's no doubt about it. Ain't nobody going to debate that. We're not going to try to make excuses. He was injured, right? We know he was hurt, shoulder injury, yeah, back, vagina, everything for Baker Mayfield was hurt last season. He was hurt all over the place, right? But if he's on the, the, the year before last, like he was good. Like people were, like he had taken a step, yeah. you know, good rookie year, kind of sophomore year, played well. And then last year he was injured. So um, as, long as, as long as he's healthy, man, and that shoulder's cleared up, I think it's a a better situation for those pass catchers than it is with Sam Darnold at the helm. Um, and I don't think it's particularly close. Sam Darnold is awful. But let me just ask you a question. Who's a worse quarterback? Sam Darnold, who would you – who's the player you just would not want on your roster? Sam Darnold yeah. or Drew Locke? Which one is worse? Oh, God. Drew Locke, Sam Darnold. I think the answer is still Drew Locke. You would rather Drew Locke than Sam Darnold? No, I think I would rather have Sam Darnold. I just I I, have we I seen anything Drew Locke. from Drew Locke? I think we've seen a little bit from Sam Darnold. I don't think we've seen anything from. Well, Drew that's Locke. what I mean. I haven't seen anything. I don't, I, he's probably very bad, but at least there's something inside of me that thinks maybe he could be half-ass decent. But I, I don't know. Locke is pretty bad, but I'd probably just go with him, just because I have I want no I want nothing to do with Sam Darnold. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, you hate Sam Darnold. He was pretty good last year. He was leading the league in rushing touchdowns. Yeah, and then, man. you know, the interceptions mm-hmm. caught up to him. But yeah, that's I, what happens sometimes. I, I'd rather I'd rather have Locke, man. Some Marlon said give me Tebow over both. Um, I think what oh this does, God. if if they trade for Baker, what's to say about Matt Corral? Like, that's a wrap, right? Like, that's it. I don't know, because Sam Darnold, how many more years does he have left? Didn't they just pick up his option or or they give – he did something stupid with Sam Darnold. I don't know if they extended him for too long, but he's definitely on under contract this year. They have Baker next year. I, I don't think it's terrible for Corral, but the issue is, is that if they extend Baker, then you have issues, right? Because then Corral's basically got no shot. George said Sam Darnold's the type to go to a party and bring home the beers he bought. Yeah, man, those people who do that. When you when you go to a party, life life lesson here. You go to a party and you bring a drink, right? You bring a bottle, you bring beer, you bring whatever, wine. You don't package that up at the end of the night and take it home with you, man. You leave it at the guest house, man. That's just party etiquette as being an adult 101. You don't package up your beer. You don't put, you don't, you don't put the, the thing back on the wine and take your bottle home. You leave it at the house in which was hosting the party. Just a little adult etiquette 101 when it comes to parties. You don't do that, man. You don't do that. 
You don't do that, Jack. I'm, just, I, I'm, I'm trying I'm, to think right now if I've ever done that. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. But unless it's, unless it's Topa Chico. If it's Topa Chico, I'm bringing that shit home. It's coming back. <laughs> and you bring it home. There's some leftover Topos. I'm taking it home. Um. All right, Jay. Was that everything for the news? I'm sorry, man. I just I kind of jumped <laughs> in. Yeah, Baker Mayfield, uh, good for Carolina. Dak Prescott running more. We'll see. That offensive lunch is not good. Uh, losing Connor Williams, Lyle Collins. Tyler Biotish at center, not very good. I know we drafted Tyler Smith. Tyron yep. Smith is constantly hurt. I don't know, man. I, I I truly have no clue what to expect from that Dallas offensive front. The rushing game. Zeke is again cue, cue the uh, worse than Tony Pollard. Groundhog there's, there's day. The hype. Uh, the Zeke hype Elliott is coming. Is, man. is is in the best shape of his life again. I don't know. I mean, for how long? Every for year he's long? in the best shape of his goddamn life, but he's in the best shape of his life this year. Tony Pollard, that was some news you didn't touch on. Tony Pollard potentially playing more oh, receiver receiving work for, yeah. for Dallas. They you need know? it, right? They they need that. Like, honestly, if he could play this slot, go back to kind of the hybrid role he played in college, like, that would be really good for them. Yeah. And I think they could use it, you know, overall. I think that's one of the things. Yeah, Burke's not practicing. That was another thing. I think I. Honestly, just skipped over it accidentally. Um, I don't know what. To why make is he not Burke, practicing? Right? Why is Burks That's, not practicing? I don't. It hasn't been reported why he's not practicing. It's just he's not practicing right now, and mm. so I don't want to over speculate and say I'm worried. I'm just assuming it has to do with his health and the asthma. Like I'm, ju- I'm just going to assume that's what it is because maybe he's not adjusting very well. I don't, it's it's hard to say what it could be. Maybe he's a bit out of shape. Maybe he's dehydrated. Maybe he's could be a whole bunch of things. Um, but yeah, it's completely on, or at least I haven't seen it reported what the actual injury is. We've seen a couple of players held, um, held out due to unknown injuries, like Antonio Gibson missed some time. So is that Elijah what we're doing? I time. mean, are you just, are you just speculating there's injury here or do we know that? Cause I haven't heard no, anything about No, no, he's not practicing. Injury. Well, he's not heard anything about right? it. So it's in, because it's training camp and it's, no one's saying why he's not practicing. We may find out later, but we don't know why he's not practicing, but he's obviously not at practice, which isn't great for a rookie, right? My boy Zeke said, "What about a potluck? Do you bring your food home? Um, I don't. We, you bring someone else's food home at a potluck. You don't bring your own food home. You know, I don't. I don't do potlucks, big dog. I don't do potlucks. I, I've 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 seen enough IG videos of people cooking not properly. I I don't know if it's a cultural thing. Black people don't do a lot of potlucks, man. I'm not finna eat anybody's food. I just don't. Unless I know you and the cleanliness." In the hygiene of your kitchen, I'm not doing it, man. I've been to some people's houses, fucking cats crawling all around the kitchen, in the kitchen, and dogs all in there. I don't, I, we ain't doing that, man. I ain't doing no potlucks, man. So when I, you could leave, I will leave everything there because I'm not taking a goddamn thing home from a potluck. Um, but as far as Tony Pollard, I saw somebody say Tony Pollard playing receiver Fugazi. Yeah, we'll see that. I'll believe it when I see it as well. Traylon. Uh, all I've seen is allergies, right? He's got asthma and stuff like that. Yeah. We'll see. Once the pads get put on and if he's not practicing like in training camp and 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 that kind of stuff, then I might be there might be some pause for concern, but right now, again, I mean, it's it's mini camp. I don't know. We man. can say that we can say that about a veteran though, but I think you know it. Yeah, we, we want Trey to be there, right? It it does matter a little bit, and so you think about from a Titans standpoint, it must be pretty bad both for him and for the Titans if he's not practicing, right? That's 
that's kind of where I'm at because they know he want like they want him to get the reps. It's not like he is a guy that has all the reps, knows the playbook. Like he does need those reps. So it's not concerning from a fantasy long term perspective. But yeah, you know, we we want to know why he's not there because chances are he probably should be, and the Titans probably want him to be there too. So maybe it's a little bit more. I don't want to say severe. It's probably even too harsh of a word than we're hoping for. Um, just kind of overall. And then right, the last piece of news was the Raiders could see more of a a running back by committee this year taking new england to the west josh mcdaniels um that should be interesting you know josh jacob lots of value but zamir white might have a lot of value they obviously drafted him could be the second running back you know in those patriot systems yeah you see those two systems and it works out pretty well not so much for fantasy but if you're in a best ball league zamir white could i interest you in zamir white a little bit hey man uh yeah Listen, well, and did you see, I think it was a quote from Josh Jacobs last year where he went to the mm-hmm. team and said he didn't want to be a bell cat. It was when, whenever, oh, Kenyon, really? it was whenever Kenyon Drake was there and Jacobs was coming mm-hmm. off of a pro bowl, I believe. And he went to the coaching staff and said, yo, get that Kenyon Drake, get him on the field more. Like I want, yeah. I don't want to be a feature back. I don't want to be, I don't want to carry the ball, you know, 30 times a game. McDaniel's coming from New England. That's that's some news that we should talk about. Um, you know, w- what does this do? What does this do for Zamir White? What are you What are you doing with Josh Jacobs? What are you doing with Zamir White? Um, and and it, he's for me, Jay. He's such an interesting case, Zamir White, because the athleticism oh, yeah. is there, uh, the the high school pedigree is there, mm-hmm. the collegiate conference was there, and I know he didn't put up gaudy numbers at Georgia, but. Georgia sort of runs a New England-type offense, right? They rotate running backs. James Cook, Zamir White, Kenny McIntosh, Kendall Milton, all were running backs that received carries last year for Georgia. Um, So it's not an issue of talent and skill with Zamir White. I think where the, the, the hesitation is for dynasty managers to really fully dive into Zamir White, the draft capital, yes, but it's the double ACL tiers, right? And... The yeah, fact that's that the he's yet to demonstrate an ability to catch the ball out of the backfield consistently is sort of where it makes us a little little hesitant on a Zamir White diving all in. But with Josh Jacobs saying he doesn't want to be a bell cow, with them not picking up his fifth year option, and with the team pretty much saying we're he's not going to be a bell cow, should we be higher on Zamir White, whether that's in rookie drafts, whether that's in dynasty startups? Should there be a bit of a premium on Zamir White, or are you among the lines of, look, he's got two ACL tears. I doubt he's going to be – we'll knock on wood. We don't know what his career is going to be. Hopefully long yeah. and it's great. But, you know, if you're just placing bets, like is that a bet that you really want to to put your dynasty chips on as Zamir White? E- even with this positive news, man, I could see it both ways, Jay. I really can't, honestly. I don't know okay. why someone wouldn't be in on Zamir White. Because, again, when we've talked about Zamir White when he was in college, it was this guy could be the number one back in the class. This guy could be a top three running back. He could be a top ten back in football. Like All those scenarios are dead right now. You're not paying that kind of capital or funds or whatever to get Zamir White. So, yeah, I'm in on Zamir White now. I think he's a guy that I would be buying. You know, We talked about drafting him in the second round, drafting him in the third round of some of these rookie drafts. Like, 
I don't see where you are losing if you go after Zamir White. You know, you can talk about the injuries, the ACL tears, but again, you're not drafting this guy super high to where if he fails or he, you know, right. tears another ACL or something, you're losing a ton of value. You're just taking a shot on a guy who has opportunity or should have a chance to get an opportunity and perform pretty well. So, you know, these are guys that we only want for a first contract anyways. So Zamir White with his ACL tears, like I'm not taking and playing Zamir White at 28. That's not going to happen because we know the history. But for one contract in a great situation from a coach coming from an RBBC, now bringing that to a new system, drafting a running back, I think there's a really good shot that he gets on the field and could see upwards of 100 carries this season. He may not get any passing down work, but I think that's a real possibility. And we may see, God forbid, finally, Josh Jacobs being this pass catching back with some running as well, right? He may get 150 carries, but see some targets in the past. It's been all on the ground. We may finally see some receiving work from Jacobs, who we know is capable, but we haven't seen it from him so far in the NFL. Bringing in Zamir White allows him to be that banger. And then you have Josh Jacobs still be that primary ball carrier, but as well do a lot in the passing game on top of that. So I'm just looking at where Zamir White's being valued right now in uh, keep, uh, keep Trey Cut, and they have him as rookie, like the 26th ranked rookie behind... Jalen Tolbert, Tyler Algier, Trey McBride, John Mechie, Wanda Robinson, uh, one spot ahead of Tyrion Davis-Price, B-Rob, Matt Corral, Khalil Shakur. Uh, he's RB44 in Dynasty, and Josh Jacobs is RB22. So they're exactly 22 spots apart um, in Dynasty mm-hmm. at the running back position. Uh, Fizzle Dollars asks, if you have Josh Jacobs, is it a must you draft Zamir White? I wouldn't say it's no, a, I wouldn't say it's I a must, so. but um that's a nice it's a nice handcuff slash complimentary back to have if you did pull that off, right? Well, I think the problem is is that they're gonna eat into each other's workloads. So unless one gets hurt, you probably don't get the value you're hoping for, right? Because it's not a true handcuff situation where, you know, you want the backup in case the starter gets injured, you probably will be in a position where Jacobs will be worse because of having Zamir White, that split workload. And then if Jacobs does get hurt, then you get the Zamir White value. But if you don't have Jacobs, then you take Zamir over the case that Jacobs gets hurt and Zamir takes on a much larger workload. Um, So for me, I think it's better probably to have Zeus in an isolated situation than having Zeus and Jacobs on the same team. Zeus, or uh, and for those of y'all don't know, that was his high school. That was his nickname coming out of high school, Zeus White. Zeus or Tyrion Davis-Price? Man, I, I, <sighs> Zeus or TDP? They're back to back. I think it's, I think it's Zeus, and my case will be Ray, and I'll, I'll throw this to you. I'll make this point. I'll, I'll throw it to you as well. Do you think he has the best shot at a hundred carries outside of what the big two running backs and I guess James Cook, like a, like as RB four and beyond? Do you think he's got the best shot of any running back? Doesn't matter the, the situation or draft capital to see a hundred plus carries this season. Because I think you can make the case for that. The only other ones that I could potentially see, uh, TDP's got a shot. I think TDP's got a shot. No, he does. He does. I believe Rashad White, maybe. No. If left tackle Lenny doesn't get it together, maybe. (laughs) Well, that's a different situation, though. Um, But I think the workload wouldn't dictate it, right? 
Yeah, well, I'm just kind of running through the ones that could. I think well, I look be, at I look at Isaiah Sp Isaiah Spiller could be one. Sp I was gonna right? say Spiller if, potentially, yes. And uh, Algier is another one that kind of crossed my mind potentially if he won that I job. I don't know, right? man. And then Damian Pierce, but I don't I, think it's it's unlikely. I think, but I think you know, open situations type of type of stuff versus a Lenny who's like the established man, running back, you, obviously in Tampa. You know, Jay, what's happened since the NFL draft? We like reality. We've had time for reality to yeah. kind of kick in. You know, right after the draft, everybody was just like, Damian Pierce is going to be the starter in Houston. Yeah. Tyler Algier is going to be the starter in Atlanta. I don't think so, man. I, I don't yeah. think – I think I think it's pretty uh, – Marlon Mack's going to be the starter in Houston. And I think the yeah. starting running back in Atlanta is probably going to be Cordero Patterson and or didn't they bring in Damian Williams? Like, I don't think they're just going to give that job to Algier. I think I don't think they're just going to give that job to Algier, and I don't think Damian Pierce is going to be um, the guy starting Week One for the Houston Texans. Man, I think these veterans, these coaches, um, uh, Damian Williams and Marlon Mack disrespect yeah. has gone far enough. Like, I, I just don't, you know, I just don't. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. I just think we the enthusiasm of rookies landing in those locations, and then us just conveniently forgetting that Algier was a fifth-round rookie, right? It was a fifth-round yeah. pick rookie running back. Damian Pierce was a fourth-round pick running back, and they do have Marlon mm -hmm. Mack. They brought him in. They did. They still have Rex Burkhead. Um, yeah. We'll see, man. Both are listed at third on the depth chart, by the way. Both of them are. And, Behind and, Marlon Mack, Rex Burkhead, and Damian Williams and Cordero Patterson. And and George hit it right here. Marlon Mack's ADP is 50 spots later than Tyler Algier right now. So when yep. you're playing the value game, and which guy would you rather bet on? Even if it's even if it's for the next two years, we 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 continue to talk about not betting on these fifth round, sixth round running backs to be long term starters in the NFL. So. Would you rather have Marlon Mack at 50 spots cheaper, basically free, or would you rather pay up those 50 spots for the rookie fifth-round running back out of BYU in Atlanta? I just, I, I think, I think we're a little card above in front of the horse with some of these later running backs just coming in. And I don't mean to to, to rub people the wrong way, but damn it, I'm gonna do it. It's the same thing in Washington with Brian Robinson and all these people that it's think the B Rob is just coming in to take. Antonio Gibson's job whether Gibson is good enough this season on his own merit to warrant an extension from Washington or or a contract elsewhere that's going to be dependent on Antonio Gibson I don't think that's going to be dependent on Brian Robinson relegating Antonio Gibson to the bench you know right again right after the draft our our adrenaline was pumping, right? Like we got all this adrenaline, and oh my God, B Rob's gonna be the guy, and Algier is who you want in Atlanta, and 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 Damian Pierce is who you want in Houston. As the dust settles, and the real guys who have been playing NFL football start to show up, and you see the coaches, yep, yeah. Marlon, you go out there, yep, Antonio Gibson, you're the guy. It starts to it's it, it the reality starts to set in that I think we're just a little out ahead of our skis uh, with some of those guys, at least early on, right? At least early on. They're still rookies, man. I had somebody ask me yesterday, Jay, about Jalen Tolbert in Dallas and, oh, can Tolbert be yeah. the two in Dallas? And I'm like, no, not, he's not going to be the second option. It's going to be CeeDee Lamb. It's going to be Dalton Schultz. It's probably going to be a combination of some of those running backs. And then for just trust what I say. I mean, it, it's going to be a combination of James Washington and some of those guys, right? Like, 
Jalen Tolbert's not stepping in to number two level targets for the Dallas Cowboys in week one. It's not happening, man. The last time yeah. Dallas tried to do that shit, it was it was Michael Gallup's rookie year. And they tried to trot him out there as the number one receiver to start the season. You know what happened uh, a few weeks later after that, after those experiments of Michael Gallup as the one as a rookie, they went out and traded for Amari Cooper. They said, yeah, this we can't, we got to get a guy that knows what the hell yeah. they're doing on an NFL field. So, um, and, and this isn't, this isn't to disparage any of the rookies. This isn't to say these guys don't have value. These guys aren't going to play or these guys aren't going to get an opportunity, but uh, maybe we should just dial it back with the lofty expectations that we've sort of placed on some of these guys from day one. Cause I just don't think it's going to happen, man. Um, all right. Where are we at? Uh, my bad, Jay. No, you're good. Where are we at? We're well, the news is done. That's, uh, okay, that's news a, is done. a lot of small news is done. Um, now we can get into some of our keep trade cuts. You know, the show is powered by keep trade. Cut oh my God. Don't say that. Greatness. They haven't paid us anything. They ain't paid us. <laughs> keep trade cut. Come out. Let us. Hey, we, we give Keep Trade Cut some good pub for free. So if anybody knows anybody working at Keep Trade Cut, tell them to holler at us. Yeah, but Ray, at us, your man. first Keep Trade Cut, courtesy of KTC themselves, David Montgomery, Leonard Fournette, or a late 23 first round pick. Keep Trade Cut. Give me your answer. You said David Who Montgomery, Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette, and a late 23 first. Yeah. I'm keeping... David Montgomery trading okay. the late 23 first and cutting okay. Leonard Fournette. Cutting the most productive piece. I kind of like it though. I think you're, yeah. you're projecting, you know, some ascension from the Bears offense. You're trading the first because it'll be worth a ton and probably worth more than Fournette. I think you made the right call here. Now let's get a little bit tri- a little I don't tricky. know, man. It didn't feel bit. good answering that one, but let's see if let's, let, the people, let's see the, the people one. can grade you, but I think you're on track with that okay. one. Okay. But this is so now we got Austin Eckler, Travis Etienne, and Drake London. Keep trade cut, Austin Eckler, Travis Etienne, and Drake London. Where does you where do you go initially? I mean, I mean, you got to look at the two running backs first and be like, okay, which one would I keep, right? Or would you keep Drake London? I don't know. Because this isn't this isn't has to do anything with draft capital. These guys are just three guys. You're taking your picks. Do you want Drake London over Austin Eckler and Travis Etienne? I'm keeping Austin Eckler. I'm a win now team. I'm keeping Eckler. Really? Okay. Keeping Eckler, trading London, cutting ETN. Oh, Ray, come on. No. Trading no, no, no. London's London's valued as a top 12 dynasty wide receiver right now, man. I'm trading him. Uh, <laughs> I'm trading him. I mean, good luck getting that on the open market. I mean, I, I think for me, I would keep ETN. I would trade Eckler because he still has a ton of value. And I would cut London because he's going to be the least valuable in a trade, in a trade, right? But I'm surprised you're keeping Eckler over ETN. ETN still, he's still got some juice. Like he could still we do something. We don't know what good. ETN he's is. Younger. We have no clue wow. what he is. We, we don't. Ray GQ does not like Travis Etienne. I okay. I mean, I've never said that. I just said we don't know what he is. What and Patrick said it. Like, what what is Etienne? What is he? He should be pretty good. He should be pretty good running back. Should be. I know He's Austin Eckler talent, is. Right? I know Austin Eckler is. I know he is. I know he is. I don't know what Etienne is. He's a goddamn receiver for all. I don't know what he is. I don't know what he is. 
Okay, so the next one, keep trade cut, Stefan Diggs, Christian McCaffrey, and a mid-23 first. Stefan Diggs, Christian McCaffrey, and a mid-23 first. This, these are brutal, man. I picked some pretty good ones. This, I, this is okay. So let's just talk through Diggs and McCaffrey. Which one are you? Are you taking McCaffrey because of win now? Do you want Diggs because you probably have a little bit more longevity there, Josh Allen? And then we can get to the first. So let's talk through Diggs and McCaffrey first, and kind of where your heads at with those two guys. I still want Christian McCaffrey if he's on the, on the field and healthy. He's the best fantasy asset you can have. Best asset okay. in fantasy football is Christian McCaffrey. Scoring wise, so are you scoring? Are you wise. keeping Christian McCaffrey? I don't know, but I'm not cut. I know I'm not cutting him. I know I'm okay. not cutting. I'm not cutting McCaffrey. No. That first is calling you. That mid twenty three. That first was like one oh six. Yeah, maybe that's, even one oh five. If that's Kayshawn Boutte. That's Kayshawn Boutte. It's Jameer Gibbs. It's potentially JSN. Yeah. That or Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I mean, well, you got to choose. Are you even? You haven't said anything. Are you? You said you're not cutting Christian McCaffrey. So, are you keeping the first? Are you keeping Diggs? Are you keeping McCaffrey? You, you don't even. You haven't really made a decision yet. I'm keeping McCaffrey, trading the first, cutting Diggs. Okay, I think I think that's a good move. I think that's a good move. Jay, okay, people so the next one. Some people. Here's the thing, man. If people don't like, we do we do mock drafts. I don't like it. Keep trade cut. I don't like it. We talk about basketball. I don't like it. I mean, goddamn, man. We're having fun. We're talking fantasy football. We're talking players. You don't like it? If you don't like it, just hit in stream. Just watch something else. Just watch something else. Watch something else. What do we got now, Jay? AJ Dillon, Elijah Mitchell, and James Cook. Keep trade cut. AJ Dillon. Elijah, Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell and James Cook. Oh, which that's, is, this I'm could cutting, be a real decision. I'm cutting in, in a draft. I'm cutting uh, the, Mike Anderson. That's it. We, we won't even. We won't even. We're talking about you, Mike. But we love you though. You're, you're fucking awesome, Mike. Um, would you say uh, James Cook, AJ Dillon, and Elijah Mitchell? Elijah Mitchell's getting cut easy. He's gone. Okay. He's gone. Wow. He's gone. Wow. Okay. Trading in over here, trading AJ Dillon because people love his quads. Love really love his quads, and I'm keeping James Cook. And yeah, Marlon, hit the like, hit the the like button before you dip off too. Since we're doing keep trade cut, hit the like button. Um, yeah, I'm keeping Cook, trading Dillon, and cutting Elijah Mitchell. Okay, let's stay here for a minute. What are your expectations of James Cook? Because you've talked about it with the patrons, you've tweeted about it, how you've really come around on James Cook. So where are you at with him? Because for me, I think the easy keep is AJ Dillon. Uh, Matt LaFleur t- was actually asked about, are they going to run more this season? And he said, no. He said, it'll be a week-by-week game plan. We'll figure it out. But there's no guarantee we're going to be running more this week, running more this season. But, you know, James Cook is projected to be a satellite back. You know, we don't really know what he's going to be, his role and his involvement in the offense. But we do like him. So where are you at with James Cook right now? You just said you'd keep him over Eli Mitchell and AJ Dillon. I'd imagine I like both them. those guys are ahead I, of him I, I, in uh, startup drafts right now. Listen, it's one of those things, man, where going into the process, I didn't think he was a good between the tackles running back, and I still don't think he that's his skill set, man. Like, if you're going to line him up in eye formation, ask him to run um, zone reads, and like I, I just don't think that's his yeah. skill set, right? 
But if they're going to utilize him in a role where he gets six to nine carries a game, right? Devin Singletary still handling a lot of the between tackles work. Cook gets the six, his six to nine carries a week, but he's being targeted seven to ten times. And I'm just throwing numbers out there. I don't know if that's how many <laughs> yeah, times. No throw. kidding. You got to go high, high in that. Ten targets yeah, a ten, game. Ten, ten, ten targets. 170 targets. 170 oh, a go. season for James Cook. But he gets his six to eight targets. How about that? Six to eight carries, six to eight targets a game. I think that could be very valuable. Is that still too high? Is that still too yes, high? Man, that's how many targets is he gonna high. get? Four targets? He might get five a game. Like I put five, money on it. He gets more than five a game. I put money think on about it. How many targets five a game is? That's like almost not. I think that's if the math checks out. We're going. That's like eighty-five targets on the season. That would be a lot of targets. Nah. Five a game, and that's if he plays every game too. Let's put money. Let's put a bet in. Put it in the bed. You're going to say James Cook is going to get over 85 targets this season. Yep. He's going to get over 80, oh over 75 the targets. Third, the third, over 75 no, targets. 85 targets was the number I gave you. Give me 80. All right. I'll give you 80. Give me 80. I'll give you 80. Case of Topa Chico on it. 80. Oh, we're going Topa Chico. Okay. Topa Chico, 80, 80 targets. Wow. That's 80, a lot. 80 targets, James Cook, this year. Put it in the bet channel. All right. Put 80 it in the targets. Bet. James Cook. I'll pay we'll my see. bets unlike you. I'll pay him if I lose, unlike you. That shipping's going to be expensive, let me tell you. That <laughs> you said the shipping's <laughs> going to be expensive? Yeah, All right, man, who we got? Play. Who we got? Who else we uh, got? The last one I got for you is Terry McLaurin, Kenneth Walker, and Jamison Williams. Keep trade cut. Terry McLaurin, Kenneth Walker, and J-Mo. Whew. McLaurin, Walker, J-Mo. Who's got the most value right now? Who's got the most value? Um, it's probably between Terry McLaurin and Walker, depending on who you ask. I think so. Right? More value than J-Mo, huh? Walk- Oh, yeah. I think the injury is pushing J-Mo down quite a bit. Um, yeah. Not a lot, but he's definitely below Kenneth Walker in most drafts in terms of value. Uh, just it's, Where does McLaurin ultimately stand in the list? Uh, I can pull up their actual dynasty rankings and take a look. But chances are, you know, McLaurin's not very high. People are really down on McLaurin these days, but... You know, overall, obviously still has tremendous talent. Like Kenneth Walker is 49 overall. I don't even think McLaurin's in the top 50. No, I don't McLaurin think so. is 52. J-Mo's 53. Okay, so. Yeah, they're all right there. You they're have all right there. Ken Walker at 49, McLaurin 52, J-Mo 53. Who would you but rather have? Where are you at with these guys? Well, who would you rather have? I think I'd rather have roster? McLaurin, honestly. You- he's only 26. You know, you, we, we know he's going to get a contract extension somewhere. It's just, where is it going to be? Like, well, are we really taking Jamison Williams over Terry McLaurin? They're literally back-to-back, but are we really taking Jamison Williams over Terry McLaurin? I think people are having a hard time. Logan said it, man. Um, people are having a hard time valuing McLaurin right now. Like, are you valuing yeah. him with the expectation that he's not on the commanders at some point or with him continuing to be on this team? Like, just, just ask him. Mm-hmm. There's no right or wrong here. But when you're looking at the projection for McLaurin, are you valuing him as a Washington commander, or is your mind allowing you to go, well, what if he's traded to Green Bay or what if he's traded to whomever? Like where where well, I don't I don't think I'm jumping that far. I just look at his like overall value, right? And I look at him at wide receiver 18. And especially if you can get him later, because I think people are down on him. I think there's a world where you get him in the 20s. And I look at it from the standpoint of like, even if he's on Washington, could he have, you know, a top 12 season? I don't think that's impossible. Like, I don't think that's inconceivable. And then ultimately, if he does move or move somewhere else, there is a world where he's even better than that, right? Um, but Georgia said it, Terry is my trade. I could see that. You know, if if you think Terry's the high, most valuable piece, 
from a trade perspective, maybe you do want to trade McLaurin and get the most value for him and keep a JMO who you may have to wait on him a little bit, but you would have that value down the road. And then you could, you know, I don't, I probably wouldn't cut Kenneth Walker though. That's the problem. I don't think I'd cut Kenny Walker, man. I think I would, I think I would trade McLaurin, cut JMO and keep Kenneth Walker. I think that's how I would do it. And Joe said it. I think so too, Joe. She said Terry is staying with Washington. I think he is. I think they're going to figure it out. They just, I saw a report that they've, they're progressing towards a deal. It's on the yeah. right track. I'm with her. I, I think that, I think he's staying in Washington. If you could trade, I mean, they're back to back. Him and Jay Moore are back to back. Which, which, I'm just asking you, screw the trade, Jay. You want Terry McLaurin or Jameson Williams on your roster, period. Oh, I absolutely want McLaurin. Absolutely. Especially no the reports that Jamal may even start on the pup, right? So you're going to lose a ton of value just from that alone. You you want a guy who will be playing for you, and McLaurin's, he's the number one target for the commanders. Say what you want about Carson Wentz, he's the number one guy and has shown he can produce with pretty much any quarterback out there. So maybe not as high as um, we were t- we were thinking about. Um, and someone did say in the comments, was talking about the Liz Frank injury with Travis Etienne. Totally understand that. If you understand the concerns with the Liz Frank injury, um, but he has had the whole season to recover, and we'll see how he looks. But he's looked good so far. As long as he's having a setback, I'm not too worried about ETN overall. I think if you want to take a shot at him in a dynasty league, you can get that discount because of the injury. But for some reason, there's no discount for J.K. Dobbins coming off an ACL. Right? It's kind of interesting the way that works out. Jay Rich, man, let me just ask you this because you just pulled this move off in the auction. You just won Cortland Sutton. And I know, yeah. uh, I know, my boy Matt Kelly is is on some Sutton, Cortland Sutton at wide receiver twenty nine, or Jerry Judy at wide receiver twenty four. Judy's higher than Sutton. Where are you at? I with mean, I'm those t- two? I'm taking Sutton. Um, I, it's it's tough, man. I think that Sutton will be the number one. But overall, like people need to understand that like this is a very talented offense, right? Yes. They're talking about Albert O getting targets. Tim Patrick will be involved. Jerry Judy will be involved. Cortland Sutton will be involved. Melvin Gordon, right? Javante Williams, Ooh. like all these guys can catch oh, passes and Logan. make moves. Um, I think it's one of those situations where I would almost compare it to Cooper Cup and Robert Woods of a few years ago because both are talented. Both are going to get targets. You just want the one that's probably a little bit cheaper, right? Whatever one you can get at a discount versus relative to the other, I think that's the guy you go with because we know the offense is talented. They're going to put up a ton of points, but I think if you're just making the smart move. You don't want the guy that gets drafted first. You want the one that gets drafted second because they both have a similar range of outcomes. And I think to your credit, Ray, and and you've been the guy that's more of a sudden guy. I'm more of a Judy guy. But I just think if we're talking about touchdown ceiling, that probably leans Cortland Sutton's direction over Jerry Judy's and one of the reasons why you'd want to take him over Jerry Judy in a startup draft or in any draft, really. Uh, I want Sutton, man. Um, What's going on with his health? What's up with his health? I haven't heard anything. Is he kind of nicked up, banged up? I haven't seen anything about his... I mean, I'm sure it's part of it was the injury last year, but he Mm -hmm. came back, looked fine. Uh, I haven't seen anything either about his health this year. I'm sure he's okay. You know, a lot of guys get banged up. We've seen a few guys get banged up in training camp, but I'm I'm not too worried about it today, right? It's still, you know, it's June. He's got some time to heal up and get ready. Um, But I think it just comes down to target competition, and we don't know how it's going to shake out. Like, I've seen people project it where no player gets over 110 targets. Really? Like, I... Bro, I didn't even mention KJ Hamler. He's going to get targets. Tim Patrick. Right? Like he's Tim Patrick. Well, Tim Patrick, Judy, Sutton, Hamler, Okoibunum, right? Javante, Melvin Gordon. Like there's like seven guys that could command, what, 40 plus targets if they really wanted to spread it around. So it's it's a problem for ceilings on this offense, right? They're, they're going to be a good offense. Russ should be great. 
But trying to discern who will be the top guy is virtually impossible. You talked about how you're, you may go after Tim Patrick in our auction because, again, he's going to get targets. Corlin Sutton will get targets. You will get targets. But you want to take the guys that are drafted a little bit later because you're going to be all right. Marlon's saying he hurt his groin in camp. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jay man. Peters said that too. He hurt his groin, groin in, uh, in, in practice, man. Um, and oh, I want to – Joe had said something earlier uh, about uh, – J- when we were talking about Jalen Tolbert. I don't dislike Tolbert. I like him a lot, actually. Like, I like him a lot. Just I'm not I'm tempering the expectations early this season for him, right? I like mm-hmm. him. I think he I think he can develop into a really good two three for Dallas. You know, Gallup gets back, they gave him a bag. Uh, I like Jalen Tolbert a ton, just not to start the season, not as a rookie wide receiver coming from South Alabama to throw him in there as a wide receiver too. I just I'm not yeah. I'm not expecting that early. And a lot of beat reporters down here in Dallas aren't expecting that either. So I still like Jalen Tolbert a lot, but um, but like next year, like a next year play, not so much this year. I know I saw Matt talking about um Jalen Tolbert being like the best bet to put it, uh, uh to lay money on for uh rookie of the year. In my oh, opinion. stop it. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, know. Stop I love it. MK, but that, you, you, you don't want to put money on, on a wide receiver. I would rather rookie. bet money on Matt Corral to win rookie of the year. Yeah. You don't, that, that's, Tolbert. that's not, that's not a good bet, but I do like Jalen Tolbert long-term. Like I'm, I'm winning him in our auction. Like I want him. I just, it's not a this year play for me for Jalen Tolbert. Yeah. He's probably going to be James Washington's backup when we really think about it. But I mean, you've, have you seen the reports as well that Gallup may be a guy who doesn't come back as quickly as people hoped, right? Dallas Why are people said, thinking he's coming back? He, he's well, not- the Cowboys said, they said he, they said they hoped he'd be back. And now there's like, shit? they're not, I don't know. Someone in the Cowboys said that, that they hope he'll be back for training or not for training camp, sorry, for the start of the season, but he tore his ACL at the end of the year. So you know, people are projecting October at earliest, November more than likely, and then potentially December to actually be healthy. We'll see, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not. Don't believe anything that comes out of the words of Dallas Cowboy. Oh, uh, Jerry up. Jones She's, said this. Don't don't believe him. Don't don't believe it. Um. All right, Jay. Uh, what else is that? It is. Are we done? Are we done That's with the it, keep cut? We have no more. We have no players to talk about. I could give you one more if you want. Let's, if you want one more, I took it out. But. Let's end on. Let's let's end on what I think was the biggest story, in my opinion, yesterday. Did you watch? Did you watch um, Deshaun Watson interview? After I watched practice. the clip. I didn't watch the whole thing though. It it just it looked. The clip alone was terrible, where he was asked about the 66 women, um, and he basically just said, talk to my lawyer about that, and confirmed the facts. It was, it was not good. What, what, was not I, good. I'm asking this question because I truly don't know. What, have you heard when the NFL – I'm going to keep it. When are they going to – when are they supposed to make a decision? I'm ready for this to be I'm, – I'm I don't ready think they're going to make one, man. Them I to saw come a tweet this conclusion. morning, actually – I saw a tweet this morning actually saying that the best move for the NFL may to just keep him on paid leave, right? Because there's already reports that there's two more he's lawsuits practicing. coming. practicing. What so do you mean paid t- leave? He's practicing. I mean, but that's different. He, he can practice all he wants, but doesn't mean that he's going to be able to play in the games, right? It, 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 we don't know what the NFL may just be like, look, you know, we don't know what to do. There's still, again, there's two more cases coming. He's up to 26 now. There's 66 women reported that were unreported before. It, we don't know when the story is going to end, and and the, and I think from the NFL standpoint, the best time to keep him on Early paid July. leave would be this year. 
Well, we hear a Somebody little July, early July. We just get more and more news every day, though. Every day we keep getting more and more news. I'm just ready for the, the it, it. What's what's interesting to me, man, is the NFL was swift with the Calvin Ridley decision, right? He puts oh, in yeah. he puts in a a a, a, a parlay, fifteen hundred dollar parlay, and they're swift. You're done. I, I'm 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 curious as to what's taking so long, man. Um, and Joe said this dude is getting suspended soon. This isn't going away. Browns can still get out. Can they? Can the Browns? No, they can't get can out. Can they get there's, out? I don't think there's any way he can get out. No, I don't the, think so. The, you don't think the Browns could get... I think they were smart enough, man. You, you don't think there's some sort of clause in there to where if he goes, gets suspended, they can't get their money back? You don't think so? Maybe. I'm, but why would he sign that deal, though? Maybe it's because of the money and he thinks he can win the case? Like That just seems well, the, like... Well, he's been adamant that he's did nothing wrong. I mean, you heard from the beginning of the... From everything... He is, yeah. for better or worse, he has stood on the podium and said, I've done nothing There's wrong. language in the contract they can get out. But if they get out, what the hell do they do then? Like, where does Gretchen that leave just, the Browns? Gretchen just asked. She said, uh, so Deshaun Watts, uh, Baker Mayfield playing for the Browns this year. I, I don't think I don't think they're going to be playing. I don't think Baker's going back to Cleveland. But it's going to be, this is... That would be first and if, first and hey, foremost. Just, just cut them. Like well, just let me straight cut. Let me just say right. this. Let me just say this before we get out of here. First and foremost, is it's there's a lot of layers to this, right? And I don't want to yeah. be insensitive to people who have you know been sexually assaulted by anybody, male or female, right? That like that stuff works both ways. I don't want to be insensitive to that at all. Um, but when we're just talking about you know the entertainment of football and him being on the field. It, it it doesn't seem like Cleveland's that worried, man. At least publicly. I mean, he's he's out there. Yeah. He's, he's he's this is going to be fascinating what the NFL does with this because um, again, we've gone through this, right? Nothing criminally. He's no criminal charge. Nothing. No, not even a charge criminally. Um, what the NFL yeah. does uh, based on the court of public opinion of him and you know detrimental conduct to the shield right is that sort of what it's called you know tarnishing yeah, the brand of yeah. the nfl Literally. it's gonna be fascinating what they do with this one and i just as we continue to talk about dynasty fantasy football and the quarterback market and what the browns are going to do um i think the biggest piece of uh thing that we saw earlier this week jay was the money the money that moved from vegas with the favorites yeah. to win the afc north so Baltimore jumped up at, at to plus like 160. They were like plus 200. They jumped up to plus 160 to win the division. Um, and Cleveland dropped down to like plus 270, and they were at plus 200. So wow. you just you just wonder, did somebody in Vegas hear something to move? Like odds makers yeah. aren't going to shift the line like that because they're not in the business of of giving up money and losing money. When the money mm -hmm. starts to shift on teams who's projected to win the division, who like – when that starts to shift around and, you know, betters are putting big money. We're not real betters, man. Our little $20 bets, that ain't the money. Like, there's people out there betting big-time bread on these yeah, props. especially big, football. Real money. Um, not, not play money like we're doing. Um, it's just interesting to follow the money. Interesting to see what goes on with this. And just for me, man, I just don't want him on the mic, bro. Like, just his mannerisms, yeah. the way he looked. Yeah. When they, when they asked him the direct question about the 66 massage therapist 
masseuses that he saw. He was literally, he's like, I mean, maybe that could be the number. I don't really know. Talk to my lawyers, but that's what they told me. Yeah, something yeah. like no sort of contrition, no sort of regret. He's held firm that he's done nothing wrong. It's going to be, it's, it is fascinating to watch this play out because of everything surrounding the situation, what Cleveland invested in him. And the obvious is how good we know he can play football, right? We know yeah. if this were if this were Matt Barkley, if it were uh, 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 Jake Luton, if it was Baker Mayfield, they, they, it, 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 we wouldn't even like get him out of here. We're done. We cut him. Deshaun freaking yeah. Watson, one of the best best quarterbacks in the NFL. It's going to be interesting to watch this play out, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, the NFL comes to a conclusion at some point so we can move forward, man. Um, you know, yeah. from a dynasty, first of all, so that they can move forward, legal processes, families. But for what we talk about, from a dynasty perspective, we can move forward, man. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's the show. Little keep trade cut, talking about some... Pl- <laughs> we have not seen his uh, attorney, Rusty Harden, yet after saying that happy endings are not a big deal. Every. <laughs> If, if you get a happy ending, there's it's nothing not illegal. illegal with that. Let me tell you right now, my wife ain't buying that one, Rusty Harden. We ain't going to just say if you just happen to get a little happy ending after a massage, it's not a big deal. No no, no big deal. Uh, but we appreciate y'all tapping in. Good show today. Talked about a lot of players. We're going to talk some running back futures on Friday. Um, NBA yes, Finals tomorrow. Mike Anderson. Make sure you're tapped in. The game is in Boston. Uh, Mike, the show for you. We will kick off NBA on Friday just for you. Mike Anderson, the biggest NBA fan we know. Hit the thumbs up button. Joe, I love you. Rico Stone, TF Dubs, Fizzle Dollars. Uh, 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 we got a lot of good people in here today. We appreciate the content. We got the outro on, so we out of here. We see you on Friday. Peace.